0: you are listening to the body of christ church podcast today's message will be from pastor terance c smith we hope it blesses you if you at all are absolutely unequivocally excited and don't mind showing or expressing that you don't have to go to work or school anymore you ought to give God a just a come on Okay, since I got half the people, I'm going to be calling your employers. I'm going to see if you can go ahead and work for free on next year, if that's okay. (laughs) Amen. All right. I want to do something before we get started. If y'all don't mind, I want to jump right in. Can I do that? Everybody with me? Hey, y'all having a good time over there, boy. I tell you, that's good people ministering to people over there. I'm telling you right there. Do y'all see that? y'all see them people ministering over there? That's... That was good stuff right there. I don't know. Turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. Can I get you? I'm sorry. Do this. Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Joel chapter 2. I'm not sure if this is because it's Labor Day weekend or what it was, but some could say it's a soft and quieted spirit in this place today. Somebody say praise God. Praise God. But we could also say maybe we are just kind of shut in and uh, maybe uh, just in need of some things that only God can meet in our lives. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So if you will, I want you to do this with me. This is just kind of to start us off on our notes today. Uh, Joel chapter 2. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, but I believe the wording is just about the same in every translation. But in Jude chapter 2, Joel chapter 2, I'm starting at verse 28. Joel chapter, sorry, (laughs) I'm I'm in three different books now, okay? (laughs) Joel chapter 2, beginning at verse 28. Then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit. Upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out of my spirit even on servants, on men and women alike come on somebody give the lord a shout come on with me listen you know what this is not respective of personality background methodist baptist whatever you are we're reading the word of god and the word of god is to be received as though jesus is speaking directly to you of what you can have as a being a child of god somebody say amen So look at what the word of God said again. You're going to really want to get into this. It says, then after doing all these things, I will pour out my what? Come on, I'll pour out my what? Upon all people. I want to say something really clear here. This, what we're living in is not based on emotion, feelings, or me just, you know, I got a vibe. This is not a vibe, though he's a vibe. Are you with me? So the issue here is, listen to what it says. I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will what? Prophesy. Now I want you to catch this. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Amen. How many understand if God wants to get a hold of us, wants to communicate to us, God's got his own methods to making sure we are well communicated to. Is that right with me? And how many of you know, just real quickly, just to check in on you right quick, the Bible says he will pour out my spirit upon all people. And I want you to understand that this was fulfilled in the New Testament after Jesus had lived and then he was going to ascend and sit at the right hand of the father. And he did. And this was fulfilled. So we're no longer looking at this as a promise that is to come, but a promise that has been fulfilled and ready to be received by anybody who will. Is everybody with me? Now, I want you to understand how is this relevant? Again, I have no, I do not. I mean, I understand that I'm a part of the ministry and all that kind of thing. I have no idea what Brother Chris spoken word was going to be about. To share that with you, Kojo can say, I went to go get water and everything before he went up and spoke. Is everybody with me? And God gave me a vision and a word that is not even in the message, but I want to make sure we all get it. You cannot live on have done. My children get in the car and they first point to the gas meter. Are you with me? And I don't care if it's half a tank or no tank. I'm sorry. I don't always get the feel. But they point to it because you know what? Their concern is that you're going to run out. And they especially don't want to run out on some of their events. Are you with me? It just wouldn't be good to take Tiana to school and run out on the way. Are you with me? But if that's the case, what are they saying? You need to make sure that it's always. You need to make sure it's always what? You cannot live going to Iowa State on half done. You cannot live in your life half done. You cannot be married on half empty. I know you say, well, I'm half empty, I'm half full. I don't care what it is, that's half. You better get full. God wants us to be filled. And he says, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I would much rather live full than half done. And even if I've got half, God fill up the part that's empty. God does not want us to live in empty. Emptiness. And if you are in this place, He's ready to pour out His Spirit upon all that is feeling like they're half empty. Come on, give God a praise offering. Glory to of God. I'm gonna preach to myself today, amen. Everybody say our doxology. Y'all think that's a new word? Okay, we'll practice it a little more. Say our doxology. I believe in counseling. Many of the people in our body are professional and or Christian counselors. I've sat with senior pastors this past week, all around town, talking about cases and issues that deal with counseling. But I want to share something with you. There is still someone beyond insurance and beyond an appointment, and his name is Jesus. I am being sensitive to those that are struggling with things emotional and mental. Please hear me. Me and Sister Anna spend most of our hours on that. But I really want you to catch a hold of something. I hope even in today, you recognize something. (laughs) God can be, will be, and is your everything. Amen? Come on, Mom. So the point here is, Yes, I yell and scream. Some people say it quiet. But unless you got it, you ought to crave it and want it. And we can't create hunger in you, but you can create hunger in yourself. I need more of God. Is everybody with me? So say this. Say our doxology. Our, doxology. our what? Our doxology. Acts chapter 16. So for those who want to miss the word doxology, just call this series Acts chapter 16. Everybody with me? Acts chapter 16. What is doxology? It's a study and expressions of praise unto God. What is our doxology? Doxology means study and expressions of praise unto God. So therefore, as you take notes and you want to get a simple version of it, it's just study and expressions of praise unto God. It is not uh, working for me, so I might have to have somebody... Either come get this or push the button for me there, if you would. Thank you, brother. Aaron. Huh? No, sh- it's bra. Okay, you can come back. <laughs> doxology defined is the wo- read that with me. Ready? Said read. The word doxology comes from the Greek doxa, which means glory, splendor, and grandeur, and logos, which means word or speaking. So, therefore, doxology is a praising or giving glory. Doxology is what? A praising or a giving glory. glory. Most doxologies are short hymns of praise to God in various Christian worship services, often added to the end. Let's go ahead and do that demonstration this week, and we'll finish the whole thing. Many of us have been participating in a doxology, though we never knew what they were. And some of us understand we might find it in a hymn or we might do it because it's at the church service that we go to, everything from Presbyterian all the way to Baptist or anything in between. But a doxology, I just want to make sure why are we dealing with doxology? Because some of us need to become more rooted in the knowledge of who God is. Everybody with me? I'll show you a verse about that in a minute. But for right now, look at what this says. You took it away from me again. This is something. What'd you say, brother? Thank you, big brother. Can you all hit the, hit the... So if we draw doxology drawn from Scripture, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. That is a passage in the New Testament by which doxology is drawn from because of the rooted portions of what we have need of speaking the truth and the promises of God when we are facing adversity. When we're facing adversity and we feel like we said, "Man, the devil's just no devil's nothing." Look, devil can't touch me when I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Come I mean, understand, you can't touch somebody that's not there. <laughs> Therefore, when the devil comes after you, you say, oh, <laughs> you just, <laughs> 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 you miss me? Why? Because I'm seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Amen. Praise the Lord." Therefore, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in every spiritual blessing, in every spiritual what? Blessing. In the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 11 is another passage by which we get a doxology from. For from him and through him and to him are all things. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Next screen. Thank you. This is fun. First Timothy, Chapter three, verse sixteen says this by common confession, great is the mystery of godliness. He who was revealed in the flesh was vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. This is all very much so rooted in understanding who Jesus is and how we live in godliness. Somebody say amen. amen. Next screen, please. So let's have a doxology demonstrated because many of us lived on this. But let's see how well we can do it. a cappella. Are you ready? Are you ready? Amen. Praise God in whom. Come on now. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Come on, that's a good part. Praise Father, Son, and Holy
1: Ghost.
0: Oh. I'm <laughs> telling you, some of y'all grew up in Sunday school. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Amen. <laughs> I know some of y'all just straight grew up in Sunday school. Are you with me, man? You was the first. You let the teacher in. Are you with me? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Praise God. But the beauty of this is why is this so important? How many understand you just can't throw out everything that you think is old? Especially when it's rooted and founded in truth. Here's two things I want you to catch that's major out of this doxology. Who doesn't want praise God from whom all blessings flow? Who doesn't want that? If you want to know where blessings come, they all come from God. Right. Amen. I mean, understand they come from the Father, down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no bearableness nor shadow of turning. In other words, what God gives, he does not take back. So therefore, God is the one from whom all blessings flow. And the last part here is this. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and they are one. Three person in one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. Amen. Next screen, please, if you will. Yep. This doxology content can connect us closer to God. To study, to do what? To praise means to bless. So when we praise God, it means to bless God. Did you know when we're praising God, we're blessing God? right? When we're praising God, we're blessing God to bless God. So to bless God or to give glory to God or to give glory. Doxology means to give glory to God. Now I want everybody to see this yellow version, this yellow uh, passage of scripture. Romans chapter 10 verse 2 says this, for I bear them witness that they have an enthusiastic zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. I want to read that again. For I bear them witness, Paul's writing, that they have an enthusiastic zeal for God, but not according to what? Not according to what? Come on. This is not a place to feel like you're not something. This is a place to grow from something. Amen. What this means is there is this portion of our lives. Listen, there is a portion of our lives and especially people that are attempting to have all of this radical, you know, enthusiasm and energy for God. But their lives are not rooted and grounded in truth of the word of God and Jesus. Everybody with me? So then when a tough time comes or when people say come on let's praise and worship God you don't have anything to give because it's not rooted in knowledge you think it's based on feeling yeah. Yeah. Right. Come, on. come on now yeah. <laughs> I'm asking us 30-year-olds 30, 30 years old 80-year-olds How is it that we are not able to find ourselves given whatever we've got? I mean, if you just sweat real well, can you just sweat for God? What you doing? I'm worshiping right now. (laughs) Whatever you have within you, can we offer it to God? Not only in praise and worship, but in godly counsel we give over the phone. Even when we're praying over our cell phones, can we pray with people as though we're right in the same room with them? All I'm saying is that though there are sometimes people are living with a zeal for God, it's not according to knowledge. I had a great time with the young man this week. This is a true story had a great time and this young man who's been listening and being exposed which is really good teaching good teaching about what i'm about to say but what it is is when we're not living in the promises of god or we're not you know totally after the supernatural and the zeal of god the presence of god the power of god sometimes it's because of one or two things number one is because we have been improperly taught and number two is because you had a bad experience, you've been hurt, it didn't work for you, and now you you don't think it happens. Come on, somebody, amen? Amen. The reason we don't go after Christ with all of our heart, because some of us are still waiting to see if God did the last thing we asked him for. So therefore, what I'm saying is, instead of trying to live off of that experience, we live by the word of God and the knowledge of his truth. Amen? Amen? The issue is you can never have a zeal for God if it's empty of the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is what keeps us deeply rooted and living by faith and actions, bestight, despite what's going on on the outward appearance. Praise the Lord. This will root us in a type of way that we start living and letting our light shine before men that they might see our good works and glorify our father in heaven. Not based on our experiences, but based on the eternal truth of the word of God. Somebody say amen. Amen. Praise God. So can you connect with the findings of this article? Okay, I want you to connect with the findings of this article. I'm going to read this to you. A Pew Research study released this week noted the top reasons Americans attend church worship services. In other words, like why you're here. The most common answers include, next screen, 81% attend to become closer to God. Is everybody with me? 69% attend so their children will have a moral foundation. 68% attend to make me a better person. 66% attend to, to comfort in times of trouble and sorrow. And how many understand some people just come to church because they want God to help them? How many know God will help you when you come every week?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> just good teaching, amen? Interestingly, though, among those, watch this, who attend church, one in five adults mention they do not usually feel God's presence. Right? One in five people that are attending church come to church and go back just like this. That didn't make sense. Are you with me? Amen. We walk out really not impacted or affected because, you know what, it's not good teaching. It's the presence of God. Somebody say amen. amen. So therefore, interestingly, among those who attend church, one in five haven't experienced God's presence. First, the overwhelming majority of adults who attend church services do so to grow closer to God. How many people you know come to church because they believe it's going to be a part of them growing closer to God? Mm -hmm. Everybody with me? Especially in a corporate setting, right? All right, go to the next screen if you will. So what we're going to do is we're going to somewhat challenge that thought. And I just want to share my heart a little bit. Why are we doing this doxology, Acts chapter 16, our study of expressions of praise unto God? Here's a shepherd's heart. I'm going to try to share a little bit. Um, just, just read these points and then I'll go on to the other points. What are we doing and why are we going about it like this? Well, um, first of all, I've got good people um, that they are around me and, and help share things with me that are always necessary. Um, really good teaching for me and helpful for me. But one of the things is, I know all of y'all can agree with this. In, in modern day terms, y'all call me extra. <laughs> See I, if you're laughing, I caught you. Because hey, you've been thinking that. Right? <laughs> right? You know, Pastor, you just extra. <laughs> and you know, you know, some of y'all say it don't take all that, right? Yeah. How many of you know it don't take all that until you backslide or something and then like, hey, we're past that? Uh, yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> hey Mother Thompson, can you come pray for me? How many of you know Mother Thompson, she just be quiet about it, but she extra? <laughs> you know what? Don't let her fool you, she extra. Right? She just learned how to temper it down. I'm waiting till I get to that point. I'm not gonna be tempered. Amen? Thank you. Right? Say extra. Extra. So one of the things is about extra is that I just preach way too much stuff. Right? I mean y'all know it's true, right? Just right? Just too much stuff. You know what? Just you know, I get past the eighteenth point and you just go like this. See you. Bye. I'm not sure if I'll be here next week or not. I got enough for this month. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you with me? That's okay. I don't mind. I'm extra. I'm just going to accept it. Amen. Here's the deal. How many of y'all like to study the Bible? Anybody in here? You like to study the Bible? Amen. Right, there you go. Hey, I, I drew up this whole table of contents. All right, so you know what? It has all the notes on it, the verses that you can refer to, and everything. So I'm not going to try to teach all that. I just, just put it on here. There you go. You can get it. So you should raise your hand. You could have. You could have it. So you know what? If you if you're interested in one of those, we can get one of those to you at the door. But you know what? What we want to do? Let me tell you my heart behind why I do these things. Here's what it is. Because doxology is the study of expressions. It's the study of what? Many of us are uniquely made, but if we learned how, God is the answer to our every problem. If you've got a spirit in you, Jesus is able to free you. God forbid, God forbid I know them really closely, so I'm going to use them as an example, or I could use the Teske's if I wanted to. If they have something going on in their marriage, Jesus is the one that reconciles everything that's broken. Everybody with me guess what you feel like you know what you're here from puerto rico let's give a big praise offering for our people that are here from puerto rico amen <clears throat> you know what i like the island okay <laughs> i gotta get any help up here <laughs> why why did i have to come to iowa you know and how I many understand it's not even december yet are you with me right <laughs> i'm mean, just come on beaches is just straight clear are you with me I'm going to go to Iowa State. <laughs>
1: right? Right? They have no idea what
0: they're getting into, right? <laughs> but here's the deal. But can you imagine that God will take you into a wilderness to give you everything you've ever needed and wanted to take you back there and be a blessing? Come on and give God a big praise offering. Amen. <clears throat> but you've got to learn how to be expressive to God. Not only... Do you have a problem? But you got to learn how to be expressive to God. You don't want me up here singing. Are you with me? You don't. Brother Peter, who's, you know, had an awesome time being off today, you know, Thank God, he's got some clever word to call me the type of singer I am. Now, he, he, you know, he doesn't say anything rude or disrespectful. He's just super intelligent, right? Y'all know that, right? So he's got this word for me who can't sing, but I kind of can sing. I don't even know what the word is, but it's some kind of word. Ask him what it is, some, he says, he told Aaron this, he told somebody, he says, well, pastor is what you call, and I don't know the word, but what it means is, we're not going to have him on the praise thing. That's what the word means, right? But when he come up for altar call, we'll let him sing a few things, and I can follow him. That's what it means. We'll just give him a special, but we're not going to really let him sing. That's my interpretation. Are you with me? How many understand? But I'm not going to let many of y'all in here outdance me. Can I get any help up in here? Right? Because it's a unique expression of God. And whatever your unique expression is of God, God wants you to express yourself to him so that he can express himself to you. And the reason you walk away one out of five that hasn't or four out of five that hasn't felt God before is because you never expressed yourself to God so he can express yourself to you. Come on, somebody say amen. I'm so sorry, man of God. Amen. Here we go. I got to finish the message. Okay. Real quickly. So let me just say it this way. What's the purpose, like the clear communication of those series? It's because I'm wanting to teach us about the word. Everybody say the word. word. To know how to take from the word, who is Jesus Christ, to a word of what you have need of right now. Say that again. I'm wanting to teach in this doxology series of how to take the value of the word, of the what? And out of it, see how to live by a word. Right with me. You see, you don't need all 66 books of the Bible at once. You need to know which word is for you right now by God. But because we haven't learned the knowledge of that, we're skimpering around just looking for everybody else to try to help us rather than Jesus speaking to us from his word. And it being the answer you have need of to live the life that Christ wants you to live. That's a good word. Are you with me? I'll say it this way. You know what? Sometimes when you're young and you're on campus or whatever, and I'm not picking at anybody, I'm just making it real, is that sometimes you deal with sexual immoral issues. I can't get any help up in here. Amen. I mean, you You know, you might you say, that's not a college thing. I'm dealing with that now. I understand that. (laughs) Right. Wait a minute. You know what? But guess what? If you knew the word of God, I'm just going to give you one. Know how to possess your vessel. That's a word. That's what comes up. Guess what comes up in me. need to learn how to possess your vessel. Give you another word. Scripture says, you know what? God gave dominion over all the earth. God gave dominion over all the what? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm about to teach. Listen, teach. God says he's given dominion over all the what? <laughs> so therefore, the very first earth you ought to have dominion over is, is this flesh. <laughs> Ooh, Right? So I have dominion over. It. I don't care what this body says. Do I don't care what this I say. Go. No, you're not. How I many the spirit is willing. Uh huh. By that time, I didn't drove past that temptation. Come on. Say word. word. Going from the word to Amen. a word. Is anybody learning something? Give God a praise offering. Amen. Come on. Get ready, brother. Uh, and just a second here. Why are we teaching about doxology is because we're reading, listen, reading and explaining scripture. Say that with me. Reading and explaining scripture. Turn to your neighbor and say neighbor. neighbor. Matter of fact, say it in your native tongue. Say we're reading, we're reading. and explaining, and explaining. Scripture. scripture. Here are the three things we're explaining. BCC's beliefs, behavior, and how to belong. Amen. We're also teaching how to follow Jesus throughout circumstances so that we can be grounded and throughout generations, throughout what? And to be relevant in application of today. We're teaching truths that are relevant and applicable to today. What you're going through, what you're dealing with in your personal life, scripture and the knowledge of God and his spirit breathed on that knowledge is able to equip you to overcome any trial, tribulation, or trouble that you experience in this life today. Glory to Jesus. Say our doxology. Come on up, brother. Aaron. Do this with me. Turn to Acts chapter 16. Singers, you can get ready. Turn to Acts chapter 16. If you want one of those cards, I'll be happy to get one to you so you can begin to study with us. How many of y'all don't mind studying with us? Acts chapter 16. No, you can read it. New Living Translation. Can I stop real quickly? I want you all to celebrate something with me prolific, and I need you to go absolute zany about it. And if not, I'm taking names. Amen?
1: <laughs>
0: I want you all to celebrate with me that in the month of August, God blessed our oneness because my bride turned 50 years old. Let's give God a <laughs> hand. Hallelujah! Turner. thank you thank you thank you say god the world wants to come against the things of god the world wants to come against what the world wants to come against the what so i'm in hobby lobby and i'm trying to get some special things for my bride right i'm, I'm gonna do it up right I'm, I'm 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 gonna make her wear a sash that says 50 you know what i'm saying <laughs> I'm going to make her wear a tiara, say my queen. I'm, I'm doing it up, right? <laughs> I come to these people in Hobby Lobby, right? Nothing against Hobby Lobby, but I come to these people, they're Christian, you know, ownership. I come to them and I say, you know, can you help me? You know, I need to find a sash, whatever. My bride is turning 50, you know? And uh, they said, ooh, like that, right? They said, ooh, well, we got the over the hill section. I said, like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, that's not what we're doing. Did y'all get that? Uh-huh. Well, they just for fun. No, not our fun. I'm celebrating these 50 years. Yeah. Thanks be to God. You know, she was in the doctor's office one time for a checkup. And they said, you're not on any kind of medication. What? Most all women at your age are on that medication. And you're not on any medication. No, I'm not on any medication. I'm not celebrating over the hill. I'm celebrating he who is on the hill. Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks be to God. Okay, honey, you can read now. <laughs> Aaron, would you read? Thank you, sister Aaron. Sister Doctor Vet, with us today. Starting at verse one. Ready? Following your Bibles, real quickly. Acts chapter 16, verses one to ten. Please read.
1: Paul went first to Derbe and then to Lystra, where there was a young disciple named Timothy. His mother was a Jewish believer, but his father was a Greek. Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium, so Paul wanted him to join them on their journey. In In deference to the Jews of the area, he arranged for Timothy to be circumcised before they left, for everyone knew that his father was a Greek. Then they went from town to town, instructing the believers to follow the decisions made by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in their faith and grew larger every day. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of, and Galatia, because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia, but again the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead they went on through Mysia to the seaport of Troas. That night Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there.
0: Come on, everybody said amen. amen. Look up real quickly, we're gonna end on this way. Singers, you can come up. Everybody say vision. Amen. Brother Josh, I hope you see in the scriptures, no matter if it's ESV or not. The scripture says vision. Everybody say vision. Amen. Verse number nine, I believe, says vision. Everybody say vision. Amen. This is not vision like we do it in corporate America today. This comes from a vision that we read about in Acts chapter 2 or in Joel chapter 2. Upon the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, all people, and God is going to cause people to have dreams and visions. Dreams and what? Paul is experiencing a vision. Paul is experiencing a what? A vision. Now, I'm going to teach it all next week, but everybody say vision. I want you to understand when we talk about vision, it comes from the spirit of God comes from who from the Spirit of God and some people in here right now you're not sure what you're supposed to do you're not sure what you're supposed to become you're not sure how to get out of this situation you're not sure what to do about you being fed up fed out you're not sure even if you can go any further you're right on the border between the grades that they say you can stay and the grades at which they say you must go what are you gonna do Money's ran out. Scholarship ran out. They're about to cut your work pay. Wait there. We need more than what is flesh and blood. We need to have what the Father says from heaven. And I need him to pour it upon me by his Holy Spirit. I need a dream and a vision of what's next in my life. I need a dream and a vision of how to answer this big question in my life. Glory to God. I'm at the altar today because I'm experiencing difficulty about things I wish I didn't have to experience and I can't get this by flesh and blood. I must get this by God's spirit. How do you receive a vision from God? Stand to your feet. As you turn your heart to the Lord, turn the lights down. You turn your heart to the Lord and be pure in heart. You turn your heart to the Lord and be pure in heart. How do you receive a vision from God? You've got to be willing to let go. Look at this of worthless things. I'm going to say that again. We've got to be willing. Let's stop there for a second. I know that God allows me to be inspirational, but you can't live off my inspiration. man of God, you can't live off of inspiration. I don't care what our culture says. I don't care what color or culture you come from. You cannot live by inspiration. You have to live by the word of God. Somebody say amen. So the way you do that is you've got to be willing to let go what? Worthless things. God, I haven't been willing to let go about my doubt. God, I believe I can go further if I just forgive her. But it's been so hard. Ministers of prayer and altar call team, please come up. You know what? I want a vision for my life. Scripture says, without a vision, the people perish. They cast off restraint. Have you taken it too far? Maybe you've cast off restraint because you know what you haven't had a vision and a purpose from God Some of us sometimes are on our fourth change of our major And it's because we're just trying out stuff. There's nothing wrong with that But i'm telling you it will cut all your time if you just receive a vision from God This is what I was designed and made to be Vision comes from being open to the Lord And vision comes from being willing to obey the vision. Willing to obey the vision. Somebody say amen. Are you willing to receive a vision from God? It is today the day. As we worship in a couple of choruses, maybe two, I'm going to invite you to come to the altar and come to have someone pray with you that you might receive a vision. Everybody read that right quick. Ready, set, read. When you need God and know it. One more time. When you need God and know it. Close your eyes. Repeat after me. When I need God and know it. Is that you today? Is that you today?